Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit LeiaHealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. It's Relationship Therapy with Rachel Cook. Sure is. It is Sex and Relationship Time with our resident therapist, Rachel Cook. And this week we're asking for advice for people whose Valentine is not their partner. Uh, Rachel, good morning. How are you? Oh, how are you, Jen? Happy Valentine's Happy to you. Valentine's. I want to kick off with an email we got into Jen at RT.ie, okay? Oh, go on. Um, so it says, looking for advice. I'm a married lady in my 30s with young children. I've become very close to a co-worker I've worked with for years. Now, we get on really well and we flirt a lot. There is a strong connection and a spark there. It was actually right from the start. More than with my husband. Any nights out with work, he uh, he pretty much tells me he likes me. And if I was willing, something would definitely happen. We have never crossed that line, but I want to. Thoughts of hurting my kids and husband stops me. Um, I should just leave my job, but the job is good and well paid and I don't want to leave him. He is in a very serious relationship and due to get married soon. So I know I will find this so hard. He doesn't want me to leave my job. As when I mention looking for another job, he encourages me to stay. What should I do? Okay. So first off, I just want to say about this that like it's incredibly common that people in long-term relationships, marriages are going to be attracted to someone else. The other thing is about the fact that this is a co-worker. Again, it's really common that people become attracted to someone at work. Sometimes you're seeing this person more than you're seeing your own partner depending on, you know, whether you're, you know, sitting close to each other at work or how you sort of, you know, kind of interact or whatever. So it's it's a very easy place to become drawn to someone because you're seeing them in a certain capacity as well. You know, you might feel like you're seeing them in a very realistic way because it's not necessarily all just sparky. You're having kind of, you know, kind of downtime and maybe seeing some of their flaws. But there, it is still pretty boundaried and it's very easy to develop, you know, fantasies about someone. Um, also, this person, you know, there's, there's a lot to unpack here, I would say, Jen. So much. Because, um, you know, this, this person sounds, he sounds shady. You know, he's considering... Considering he's openly telling you that he's willing to cheat on his partner, who he's about to marry, you know, um, mm-hmm. if you would be willing to go for it, that to me sounds sounds pretty dodgy. Shady. Um, and also, there's lots of aspects to this person. You know, this person has said that they're um, in their late thirties, they have young children. You know, the spark is very infatuating. The fact mm. that they're seeing, you know, this person every day, and you know, they haven't really said anything about their husband other than the fact that they don't um, want to hurt them yeah that they don't want to hurt them and that they have more spark with this other person than they do with their husband but work fantasies are normal yeah ah yeah it's it's very very common that you will also you know uh, she hasn't said anything about whether she has a lot of you know had a lot of spark with her husband to begin with and that now it's kind of you know that that's just faded over time which happens to lots of people and they need to put you know lots of couples need to put more effort in over time um and i would say like of course he doesn't want you to leave the job this guy is getting something out of the kind of mm-hmm. you know slightly illicit nature of the relationship with you um so i would say you know, leaving the job would only be a temporary fix because it sounds like the relationship with this guy, even though, you know, that hasn't crossed the physical line, there is, you know, what sounds like emotional cheating going on because this person is is very into this guy. She's very into this guy, um, which on one hand is to be, you know, is a normal experience to be attracted to other people, but it sounds like they've gotten really close and, 
you know, leaving the job isn't going to sort that. What you really need to do is work, look, really take a look at what's going on in your own relationship. Yes, good advice. And um, see if you can improve that and work out how you can, you know, get yeah. the, the spark back or simply, ha you know, it might be that you decide that you're not going to be together for the rest of your lives. And, and that would be okay too, which can be a scary journey. But I would say when this person is asking what should they do, I would say focus on yourself what and you your have. relationship and, and change things. Sure. Improve things. Good advice. How many people would you say will be spending Valentine's Day wishing they were spending it with someone else other than oh, the partner? A good chunk. There are a few you of them know, now. I think it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people who, you know, are going to have little fantasies and who also are, you know, unhappy in the relationship that they're in. So loads. And what's that about? Are a lot of people in bad and unsatisfying relationships or is it pretty normal to wonder and fantasise about being with someone else? Well, it's absolutely both, Jen. Okay. You know, it is totally normal to think about being with someone else and to wonder about that. Um, and there are tons and tons of people who are in relationships that they really shouldn't be in, either just because they're just not well, they're not really compatible, they're not well aligned, or maybe the relationship has run its course, but people are staying together because they feel that they should or they feel it'll be too much effort to separate. Um, and then there's obviously some people who are just going through a rough patch and, you know, aren't feeling great about it. So there's loads of reasons why. Yeah, how do you know? Like, how do you know whether you're in the wrong relationship for you or you're just going through a rough patch? Yeah, that's that one's that one can be tough to figure out. You know, I would say you really Valentine's Day can be a good day to really kind of take stock of where you're at in your relationship. Yeah. You know, think about the kind of the journey of that. You know, it might only have been a few months. It might have been multiple decades. But just kind of really taking the time to think about, you know, and feel into, you know, it's not just kind of making this a cognitive process, but just, you know, what is it that drew you to your partner? You know, are there parts of that that are still there? Has that, what has the, you know, the change been like, the journey over time? And are you still aligned? You know, do you know about your own kind of relationship values and goals for the relationship? How aware are you of your own kind of needs, both personally and in the relationship? And how often are they met? What's your communication like around that? You know, how's your kind of conflict style? Because often over long periods of time together, we can, you know, both settle into each other and really find that kind of comfort and ease and we can also get into really bad habits where we you know shut down don't talk about certain types of things deal with conflict in not so helpful ways um and so you know it can be you're going to really need to take stock and work out like are we aligned you know yeah no relationship is going to be perfect but you know what are the parts that i really value about this what are the bits that we've kind of neglected what are the things that we could be doing differently and let's communicate and about that's that. a really good thing to do today i mean i know valentine's for a lot of people is very cliche but it is yeah. a good day to take stock and and realign if you need to and and think about where you are in your relationship and use it for that if you are in a relationship. What are the best things listeners can do to try and improve their romantic relationships then rather than, you know, splitting up or giving up? Yeah, well, you know, the best things you can do are communicate in kind, respectful ways. Ideally, when you're both reasonably sort of calm, you know, regulated, you know, not completely exhausted or famished, you know, that you take the time to, it doesn't have to be today, but, you know, it can, it can be. It can be really nice, especially if you're, like, going out for dinner this evening or cooking together, you know, that you can take that time to, you know, have the kind of, like, highlight reel and talk about, you know, the great aspects of your relationship and, you know, how to like appreciate what you have and appreciate each other and also take a bit of time to, you know, kindly, generously talk about the bits 
that don't work as well for you or that have changed. And, you know, with a kind of, you know, that this isn't about, you know, having a go at the other person because generally it'll just mean they get defensive. But you can be talking from your own personal subjective experience about, you know, what your what the relationship um, has recently been like for you and what you would like for, you know, how you would like that to change, you know, wording that in a sort of, you know, kind of a positive way, something mm. to work towards together and to kind of collaborate on, which, you know, is likely to, to you know, have you both have some ideas and to put some, you know, put some effort in, put some time Put some bloody to, effort in yeah. um, and don't expect the effort to be put in. It goes both ways. Let's exactly. talk about intimacy and in terms of that. Have you any tips for couples, you know, so they can have an epic roll in the sack this week to celebrate? Any tips? Oh, yeah, again, just talk about it. You know, so many people are so frightened of talking about sex. It doesn't mean you have to be the world's expert in sexting or in, you know, kind of um, like dirty talk or doing kind of like elaborate role plays or anything like that. Just to be able to talk about, you know, sex. It probably might be, you know, if you haven't done it very much, it's likely to feel a bit cringe, a bit embarrassing. You might stumble over your words a bit. Just be kind and generous to each other and talk about, you know, what it is that you fantasize about, what you would like to try with each other, what things that you, again, used to do that you haven't done as much recently. You know, often people will talk about how they used to have a lot of, let's say, you know, what's sometimes called foreplay, but, you know, sex that isn't specifically kind of, um, you know, penetrative, particularly if it's, you know, kind of straight couples or, you know, man and women pairing, Mm -hmm. you know, that they might realize that they haven't done as much of kind of oral sex, manual sex, you know, using toys, things like that. And so being able to talk about it and go, do you know what, we haven't done this in ages. And I'd actually really like to, you know, give that a go again, or I'd love to do a bit of that again. But that starts with a conversation, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, Come here, Rachel, will you leave us with some of the signs that you're actually in a really good relationship for listeners, you know, just to take stock and appreciate their partners. Absolutely. So some of the kind of, yeah, real like green flags, good signs that things are going well are generally around again, that you've got like clear communication. Doesn't mean it's always going to be perfect, but that you trust each other, that you can bring stuff up even when, you know, that sometimes is going to feel a bit scary, vulnerable, that you're worried about the other person being upset or whatever, you know, clear communicate, good communication, and that you're reasonably aligned in your values and desires for the relationship, because of course that can change over time. Um, But sign, you know, the sense that you both pretty much want the same things, which again, and lots of people just haven't talked about it. so today is a great day to discuss that um and then i would say the capacity for self-reflection and to listen to each other along with things like good boundaries you know being able to be respectful and kind that there's kindness in the relationship mm. i think that's a huge one you know kindness doesn't have to mean always being nice and giving you know letting people kind of get to have their own way or you know being kind of kind of submissive in the relationship it just means being generous in how you approach each other those are some of the signs that you're you're probably in a really great relationship and i hope lots of you today listening in have that and before you go will you tell us about the irish connection with saint valentine's Oh, my God, it's a weird one. So, you know, Valentine's is famous as the patron saint of love, right? But actually, he was a third century Roman priest who reportedly he um, presided over the secret marriages of Christian couples um, because they were against the wishes of the emperor. Anyway, so that was, you know, that was a whole backstory to who Valentine was. But in 1826, there was a renowned Carmelite Irish priest who was the founder apparently of the Whitefriar Street Church in Anger Street. Mm-hmm. That was Father John Pratt Spratt. And apparently he impressed 
Pope Gregory XVI with his sermon so much that the Pope gifted Father John Spratt some of the remains of St. Valentine, specifically his heart and some of his blood. And so that is in the Whitefire Church, uh, Whitefire Street Church, uh, which is also known as the Our Lady of Mount Carmel on Anger Street in Dublin. So literally the physical remains, the heart and blood of Valentine, who was a Roman priest in the third century, are in in a church in Dublin. How that is that? bonkers and amazing yeah. and gross at the same time. Uh, Rachel, thank you so much and we'll see you next week. Rachel Cook is a psychotherapist and a mental health consultant. She's on Instagram at Rachel Jane Cook with the knee on the end and she's going to be back next week to talk about the pros and the cons of relationships with no, you know, tennis at all. Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit leiahealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always.